Hey everyone, you're listening to Pistons and Prosecco, a podcast dedicated to showcasing awesome wedding vendors and providing a behind-the-scenes look at the wedding industry. I'm your host, Bryce Bjornson, owner of Jax 47, Mobile Barco. We just redid our name, so now we're the Barco instead of Mobile Bars. And we create a better experience for your guests by serving delicious drinks on draft with style. Today we have Sam with Urban Music Studio. Sam, thank you so much for joining me here on Pistons and Prosecco. Glad to be here. How's it going? Good, good. I I met Sam originally at a friend's wedding. I was a guest, and he was a guest, and then we bumped into each other next, both as wedding professionals at a wedding. So I thought that was pretty uh, serendipitous. Yeah, isn't it nice to be a guest every now and then? Right. Totally, totally. No, I love it. I'm I'm a big I'm a I like the party. So you know, if if anyone wants to invite me as a filler for their wedding. As a guest, I'll be happy to do so. Um, but Sam, thanks again for joining me. Tell me a little more about your business. I know it's kind of multifaceted. You know, I met you when you were playing as a guitarist, but you and your wife also um, have the music studio. So tell me a little more about everything you you do through that umbrella company. Sure thing. Um, uh, it's kind of a threefold um, uh situation with Irvin Music Studio. We offer performance lessons and production. Um, my wife, Kylie Irvin, uh, is is kind of in charge, so to speak, of the lessons uh, third of the business. And, and I kind of head up the gigs a little bit more. And production is probably uh, the last in priority, kind of coming up from the rear. Mm, and in production, you mean actually taking people like you have a studio and people record and you produce songs is that is that what you mean by the studio that's aspect? correct yeah yep. recording and, and sound engineering um okay. but with covid right now our studio is closed to the public so we're doing all of our lessons online mm-hmm. and uh the few people that we had lined up to come and record uh um we haven't had them in yet so yeah. <laughs> so kind how, of uh, hit the pause button on on the production for now, but exactly. How did that transition move from in person to online? Was that pretty smooth for y'all, or do you have a lot of hiccups in that? It tr- wasn't yeah, transition. It wasn't too rough, but with the lessons, there are obstacles doing them online. Uh, you know, the the biggest one is not being able to play w- together. Um, I can't accompany my students to have them solo or, or play the chords behind the melodies that they're learning um, because the lag on Zoom calls is like just, just slow enough to, uh, to uh, make for it us tough. not to be in sync enough. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Huh. Yeah, and I, so many things have moved online, um, but so many things... Uh, let's just say maybe they shouldn't move online. <laughs> you know, like I was doing like a happy hour online once. I'm like, this is not like I'm not really enjoying this as much as I would if I saw these people in person. You know, but you know, it's the world we live in. Um, well, Sam, this is called Pistons and Prosecco, so I always want to know what people's favorite drink is. You know, for the Prosecco version. <laughs> so, what do you like? I don't know if you're a if you're a big drinker or not. I am, as you know, but. Um, you can say anything from milk to a cocktail, whatever. Just, we want to know what your favorite drink is. Oh man. Uh, my wife and I got a pretty nice espresso machine last, uh, Christmas 
and we live for that that morning espresso uh, awesome so i'm a big fan of that but i love beer too so yeah yeah do you have a favorite brewery here in Nashville? uh burial is probably my go-to right now yeah i, I, I love Especially. beer i used to go there a lot back when they back when i first moved was moving here and it was empty man in the winter it'd be empty and i'd just hang out for like two hours at the bar you know not like out in the courtyard but like at the bar and that would be unheard of <laughs> nowadays <laughs> right. you know they're so busy they just blew up you know in the past few years there's um, so many choices like you know how long have you lived in Asheville? i'll uh, see almost four years now yeah okay gotcha yeah. um uh yeah i mean just in the past four years the amount of breweries has to have doubled right yeah since i moved here every there's like a new one every three or four months <laughs> thing. Mm-hmm. in fact they're building one right now it's supposed to pop up in west Asheville, right next to the walk i don't know if you've heard of that but mm-hmm. at the moment it's on haywood at the moment it's like a teal building anyway um i'm sure you'll hear of it when it has it their grand opening uh, so Sam, uh, you've been in the wedding industries, you know, for a bit through the performance side. Uh, about how long have you been performing at weddings? That's right. Not teaching a whole lot of music lessons at weddings. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, uh, uh, you know, I, I think last year I probably played about 30 or 40, uh, performances most of them weddings um and the year before that was maybe half as many um and then a real trickle before that so uh you know probably two or three years strong um and and this year is the first year that i've been full-time uh like teaching artists okay okay and so for the wedding performance you know i I saw you with an acoustic guitar is that your only instrument do you play multiple do you have other musicians that come and play depending on the you know the instrument what kind of music they want uh yeah my primary instrument is classical guitar you know i've been playing since i was seven and went to college for guitar you know uh have rock roots but and uh in college it was more jazz focused but in more recent years the classical stuff is uh has really been enthralling to me as weird as that sounds compared to rock or jazz. Um, so anyways, um, and especially with, with the gigging at weddings, solo classical guitar is a lot easier to manage. And, um, you know, I don't really have to depend on a band, so to speak, or, or spend eight hours setting up for a rock band before all the guests get there. You know, although I do participate, um, in some soul bands on trumpet where I, where that kind of scenario does come into play. Um, uh, So trumpet's my secondary instrument and that's, that's about all I perform out on Um, in the studio. I've got a collection of synthesizers. I worked at Moog music for like five years um, and a drum set and a bass, but I'm not really getting out there performing with those. Um, in terms of what urban music studio offers, um, that class solo classical guitar is, uh, most popular by far, but, um, I also play with the wonderful violinist, Kate Bryant. Um, we do duos pretty often. Um, and then my wife and I, uh, play together as a duo or as a trio slash quartet, um, uh, in a project called Kylie B and the birds, a jazz quartet. 
uh, Kylie plays flute and trombone and keyboards and sings. Uh, she's a lot more talented than I am. Uh, but not a whole lot of uh, opportunities for a quartet recently, especially this year. Yeah. No, COVID, a lot of downsizing. Definitely. You know who I've noticed does have jazz like that is the Foundry Hotel in downtown Asheville. Have you hit them up yet to be? I've inquired. They've got uh, it's uh, they've got a few regular groups that are killer. I think Russ Wilson uh, and his uh, big band plays there like weekly, yeah. and they're they're great. Yeah, it's hard to get in that rotation. I bet <laughs> there's already folks in it, right? Yeah, I mean, in terms of uh, um, creatives, Asheville is pretty competitive, pretty saturated, right? Yeah. Um, so, so I, I'm always curious how people get started, like in the how how they make their way into the wedding industry. So, did you specifically market yourself, you know, to wedding planners or venues, or did a friend just say, "Hey, I'm getting married. Can you play at my wedding?" And that kind of snowballed from there. Uh, well, initially, I didn't really market myself in that way. Um, like I said, in college, I was more of a jazz guy, uh, whereas I think classical players often find themselves um, uh, kind of funneled into weddings play- and playing weddings um, uh, more often. Just that seems like a career path um, laid out for classical players more. But um, when I was done uh, with college for music, I, I took a little bit of a break from anything musical. Uh, and then after that break, which I'll leave ambiguous in this podcast, uh, I started teaching at Asheville Music School. And and through the music school, every now and then somebody would call looking for uh, a guitarist for a wedding. I think hoping to get like a deal, a cheap deal, looking to get like a student. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Maybe mistaking us for like a conservatory, you know, with with like college level, like advanced students that they could hire for weddings. But uh, those referrals would always just come down the line uh, to, you know, all the guitarists. And I would try and take those gigs for for performance experience. And and then it became clear that uh, that that could be another avenue for my income. Yeah. And, and uh and so yeah just kind of snowballed from there you know i i really just started a real marketing push for it this year there are certain apps like thumbtack or gig salad um that that offer some uh some basic uh kind of marketing press presence Mm -hmm. but i think that it often turns into like a bidding war on those websites, right? Who's going to do totally. it for the, for the cheapest, you know? Um, uh, but just this year, really compiling uh, high quality samples and, and organizing my own website to try and liberate myself from those, from those uh, apps. Definitely. Right? Yeah. I had that problem in the beginning, you know, as well is that I was just a member and with the truck out, you know, and a lot more expensive than just a bartender, and some guy was like, uh, I found someone for like a third of your rate. And I'm like, yeah, it's a totally different service. And <laughs> you're right. It's just a com- it's commodity shopping, you know, at its basic level. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm still feeling uh, 
you know, this year I felt uh, I signed up for the obligatory wedding wire and and the knot. So I'm still kind of trapped in that world a little bit, but uh, I think I'm I'm on my way for sure. Yeah. Have you received leads from those platforms, the knot and wedding wire? Now that you started marketing on those, uh, yeah, I have. Um, you know, I could always get more, but um, I think that uh, that they've been doing uh, pretty good for me, and it's nice to get. Um, you know, it gets me on the front page of Google and stuff like that when when people are looking up actual wedding guitarist, um, because I'm on so many different websites with so many different profiles i think they mm. um, they it helps it helps your ranking yeah hey don't get me started on seo man i'll talk for days about about all that <laughs> <laughs> i uh I, I mean i think it's the it's the most efficient thing you can do to get found is figure out your seo plan and strategy um and i worked heavily on that i mean everything from image image descriptors uh like the keywords you use in your image file to headlines and descriptions with keywords and, and all that i mean there's backlinking there's being on yeah i mean that's essentially a backlink is being on wedding wire or the not right because mm-hmm. it's in, in, and those are viewed as trusted websites so when google sees that you're on those repeatedly they're going to reward you by moving your website up you know, um, a lot of people just don't even think about that kind of stuff when they're building their business. Like one of the reasons I started this podcast because I like talking about this business stuff and a lot of business owners don't seem to even think about it. So the fact that you're, you're thinking about it is good on you, man. Good, <laughs> good for you. Um, yeah. I'm, there's a, so, yeah, go ahead. Oh, yeah. There's a big to-do list of, of stuff that I've thought about, you know, uh, wish I was thinking about less of it sometimes. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I had a big so push last year or at the beginning of the um, yeah 2020. I went pretty hard on it. And then I just like forgot about it because it takes time. You know, like you can do a bunch of work on your website and with SEO and then Google kind of has to catch up. Like it might take six, six months for all that work to be um, seen, you know, so we're not usually our business centers are not very patient. So taking the taking the time to <laughs> to do all that not being rewarded for months potentially months on end can be kind of difficult um but it's just the way the way that the way that it works you know um so but but i'm here i really want to talk about the not wedding wire a little bit more so have you did they get you in at a certain uh like was it a monthly price point or was it a year-long thing they contracted me for a year, yeah, yeah. which yeah. i've uh <laughs> my opinion is really oscillated on, you know, oh man, regret or feeling good about it. I recently got a best of on the knot mm. which i was I was pretty surprised about, honestly, but uh you know that means that I was in the top five percent uh in terms of getting positive reviews, I guess the amount and the um and the five star ratings I was still mm. at a five star on everything uh that i get reviews on google and thumbtack and oh that's great um uh, it's great it makes me so paranoid of that even that first four out of five stars is gonna wreck me (laughs) (laughs) no man it's actually i think it's proven that having negative reviews helps 
actually can help you out because it humanizes you. So if someone has like 5,000 five-star reviews, someone's going to look at that and be like, wait, that's, that's not possible. Like that's not authentic. That's not legitimate. If they see 4,500 reviews and 25 negative reviews, they'll actually read into those and say, uh, oh, this person responded with integrity or respect. And that helps humanize you. So I wouldn't worry about your first, you know, four, definitely not four star, but um, it's a chance to showcase your, yeah, as I said, your humanity, you know, rather than just being like a profile with five stars because everyone, all the mobile bars in town have five star reviews, like all five stars. So someone, someone might be like, oh, this isn't legitimate, you know, so. Anyway, I wouldn't worry yeah, too much. I haven't considered that. That makes me feel better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. And you don't. Yeah, I'm looking right now on Wedding Wire, and you're the first one to come up. And you're right, 18 five star reviews. That's awesome, dude. Um, I think I only have like six, <laughs> like six. I know there. for the amount of weddings I played this year, it's uh, you can only bug people about those reviews so many times. I know, I know. I keep bugging people, and it's funny because the people that I gave the biggest discounts to have still not left me a review it's been a year and a half and i'm like i know i'm like that's i'm like i don't want to give people discounts if or i mean i usually don't this was just a unique situation um but i'm like I, you whatever they saved hundreds of dollars and now i just want a, a little review it'll take her five minutes but still hasn't done it definitely i'm sure for you too that a lot of the heavy lifting comes in behind the scenes maybe you're making a special brew or you know for them or something um and if if i'm doing it you know a ton of extra practicing or whatever these people don't really see that necessarily yeah i feel any more or less compelled to <laughs> yeah, follow up with exactly that. i know i try to i try to keep my instagram pretty uh, updated on the on the stories to show what i'm doing you know like i'll, I'll replace shocks on my truck or work on the brakes and I'm like, Hey, like I have to, you know, I pretty much have to be a mechanic, uh, full, not full time. Like it's one of my part-time jobs, one of my many part-time jobs just to keep the fleet running so we can show up to your wedding. So, you know, I think some of that behind the scenes is helps people realize all the work involved, but you don't want to be like annoying about it or nagging, (laughs) you know, like you don't want to say like, I've worked so hard for you. You know, that's not, that's not the, what I'm trying to say. Um, I spent but, 56, 78 on these breaks. Yeah. <laughs> Check out the receipt. Yeah, exactly. Um, so Sam, while we're on the topic of marketing, you know, what else have you done to get the word out? You know, you're on the, these platforms. Um, do you I'm trying to think like what, have you done any wedding festivals? Have you done anything, any guerrilla marketing that, you know, would be interesting for everyone to hear about? I haven't gone down the wedding festival uh, circuit yet. Um, I have a certain like partnership, so to speak, with um, uh, Asheville Marriages, now Love and Wisdom Inc. They are like an efficient um, management company. Still, still lingual, right? Yeah, yep. And so uh, in the wake of all of this COVID stuff, um, I guess it's still happening. Not quite awake yet, but um, he started offering elopement packages. So I'm on his website and uh, kind of automatically get to play any, any uh, of those elopements. I think I've done like 
four or five so far. Um, and those are great because I have worked for other, especially like music performance um, management companies in town. And then I'm there kind of as their employee and I don't get to represent myself or post on social media, which I do want to talk about social media a little bit more too. Um, but um, can't hand out my cards when I, when I'm there for somebody else. So when I'm there with um, love and wisdom Inc, you know, I'm there as Sam Irvin, you know, Irvin music studio is my company handing out cards and, um, and getting reviews and posting online. So that that's really helpful there. Um, yeah. Posting the Instagram stories is, is something I'm really trying to get on top of, especially with, so many plates spinning over here we've got um kind of a need to get consistent content out there um whether you know i would love to get like a a classical guitar sample video out once a week and um and maybe a picture from a gig out once a week with a review and maybe a picture or like a video of a student doing something um, our students are currently uh, working on their videos for like a recital type situation. Um, so rather than like a Zoom recital with everybody on Brady Bunch style, listening to each other, I've just had my students record a short video of themselves playing. Uh, and I think that would be a great opportunity for Irvin Music Studio to post like uh, a picture of our student playing once a week for, for a while. No, it's not wedding oriented, but, and that might even take away if somebody is looking for our wedding services or performance services and they get on and they see a picture of our student playing, it might be pretty confusing. Mm, this yeah. is not the quality that we want at our wedding. Um, <laughs> you so. mean if like, you know, if they're practicing, like one of your students is practicing and someone thinks that that's who's going to show up for their wedding. Is that what you're <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. I think big, bold text over the video, like this is a student performance or something. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, as, and as far as getting my uh, name out there, really just the website and pushing these online profiles so far, I really wanted to hit up your, uh, you had an event recently. It was like a, a networking event. Um, I'm terrible at, at uh, being charismatic at those types of occasions, <laughs> but uh, I couldn't make it anyways because I was teaching. But uh, I'd be interested in in doing that that kind of thing. You should throw yeah. another one, not yeah, on Tuesday. Definitely not on Tuesday. Not on Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like the, been the industry's standard event day, you know. But um, we'll see. I'm gonna do, I'm gonna plan some this year. Uh, well, for next year, but it's we're recording this in 2020 and hopefully have some quarterly events and bringing all those wedding vendors together because a lot of people don't um, know each other and know about all the things, the cool things going on. Uh, like, for example, there's a VW photo booth bus, right? So it's a, like, like one of those vintage VW buses. And I don't think a lot of people know that that even exists here in Asheville. And there's another, um, it's called... Blue Ridge Burrows, and there's these little baby donkeys, and they walk around with like six packs of beer in the side of them, or flowers, or water <laughs> bottles, or whatever. You know, it's like there's just a lot of cool stuff that we have going on here. And until you know about it, you don't know about it, obviously. So I think having those kind of events helps all the people in the industry who want to be 
of knowledge to help refer and recommend, you know, those different uh, vendors. So yeah, I'll definitely add you to the invite list for next time. And we'll try and, um, try and uh, get you out and in front of some people. Cause I think that's, that's what's so funny about the wedding industry is that it's so localized and so personal and we can do all the SEO in the world, but if wedding planners and photographers and venues who are usually like the first booked are not recommending you because they don't know you, then it's, it might be hard to book as many gigs as you would like. You know, so that's a problem I bumped into. I didn't, nobody knew about me my first year. I only had seven events my first year. And then the next year, I really, you know, I worked hard on visiting venues and getting my name out there. And then I had 43 events, you know, um, and it just, it keeps climbing. But, um, but I think having more networking stuff is important and we just don't do it here because uh, usually down like in places like Charlotte or Charleston or Atlanta, the knot or wedding wire will host these networking events, right? They do all that legwork because a bunch of people pay them to be on their list, but uh, we don't have anything like that here. So we kind of do it ourselves. <laughs> right. Yeah. So do you think you get uh, the vast majority of your um, gigs <laughs> is the word I was going to use, but uh, mm-hmm. your um, hires through uh, wedding planners and no, I actually don't. I do, wedding planners are a very small channel of referrals. So I would say venues. I don't know why. I don't. <laughs> y'all wedding planners can can message me after this episode airs because I don't know why they're not recommending me or why I'm not getting referrals. I think a lot of wedding planners in Asheville work at places like the Biltmore and Grove Park Inn and the Ridge or what you know, places that have in-house bar services. And so I'm not needed. Whereas the venues that where a mobile bar is necessary are places like the Cabin Ridge or um sorry, like Haiku I do, they have a bar now. <laughs> a lot of places are building bars and I'm yeah. Anyway, um so <laughs> But I'm trying to think of other venues where we booked. Oh, Seven Maples, we booked a couple weddings. Um, uh, Nantahala Weddings and Events out, you know, east of or west of here, a couple hours. Like, there's venues that need a mobile bar, um, but don't necessarily have a lot of wedding players going there because it's not of some big old venue that requires that. So I don't know. That's that's for me an issue. I know that um, I'm friends with Megan of Carolina Music Planner, who you might know about. She does, you know, the the music performances um, and she has that platform and I know she has wedding planner referrals and friends because the places that um, you know that have those wedding planners they don't have on-site nobody has on-site musicians <laughs> right like no one has a on-site music program um, they might have some speakers they don't have any live music whereas for someone to build a draft system to create redundancy in my field is pretty easy so um, for, you know, people who hire me, they either need me or they really love the truck or they want something really cool mobile bar wise. Um, they don't, they're not going to hire me. If, they're not, they're not even allowed to hire me at some venues, right? Where the, the bar service is on site. So back to what you're saying, how do I get my referrals up? I, I mean, I do really well on SEO. So I get a lot of Google traffic, um, Instagram. I get a few inquiries through there, but not a ton. And I don't pay for the not a wedding wire, but I still have a profile on there. So I still get some some drip leads coming in through there um but i I would say venues the venues that need me because think about it if you're a venue and you don't have a bar 
you want to be able to offer someone that solution because you're a problem solver as a business person. So yeah, I've gotten a lot of venue referrals and I'm working on my little venue packet uh, this week actually to send out to venues to show our new bar setups and the dates we do have available for 2021. So that's one of my little guerrilla marketing things is sending out packets, you know, of, of pictures of the truck with availability, with some pricing and stuff like that. Yeah, that's smart. That makes sense. Um, so Sam, you've been living in Asheville for how long? Uh, well, I grew up in Brevard, so I didn't make it very far. I came <laughs> here for college in uh, 2009. Okay. And that's where you met Justin. That was the wedding we went to. Is that right? Yep. That's right. Yeah, at he's UNCA. Pretty cool dude. Yeah, it was great. Yep. Um, and you stayed here after college. You worked at Moog. Is it Moog or Moog? Moog, right? Uh, Moog. Or, it yeah. is Moog, yeah. But. Not to be too snooty. Snooty. <laughs> snooty. <laughs> um, and, and what do you like most about living in Asheville? Um, well, you know, since I've been here for so long, I've I've got a uh, a network of really close friends. It, it's it's really hard to imagine going somewhere else without all of my buddies around. Um, so that's that's got to be it by far. But just this year getting out and hiking, you know, I've been meaning to do that forever. I uh, used to get out in the woods, like, uh, in a high school out in Brevard, um, cause there was nothing else to do out there. But, um, since I've been in Asheville, it's always something I've put off, like with all the breweries we've, uh, we were talking about earlier, like I'll get on a hike later, but, uh, we have some really gorgeous stuff around here and maybe a three hour radius around Asheville. So I love that. I love downtown, walking around downtown, really unique, uh, cool, you know, art deco stuff. Um, but kind of, uh, getting past the point of my life where I can, uh, pub hop, pub crawl, <laughs> you know, every day or every weekend. So, um, so, and of course this year, uh, but even in the past few years, that's been less of a draw for me. Yeah, no, I, 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 when I came to Asheville yeah, a few years ago, I was definitely hitting up all, all the breweries, all the bars, all the karaoke. <laughs> I'm definitely chilled out a little bit. Um, so but man, it's still yeah. pumping. Yeah. <laughs> even right now, it's crazy to, uh, I did a gig at the Funkatorium about a month ago or something, you know, right in mm -hmm. the midst of leaf season, leafer tourists coming through, you know, and I was mm -hmm. blown away by how packed downtown still is like completely unsafely, you know? Yeah. That's you know what? I'll take a, I'll take a, a political stance on that, that <laughs> we should probably not be packing bars right now uh, in the midst of the COVID uh, pandemic. But um, yeah, it's, it's crazy how, uh, how much how many bodies go through downtown you know even this year yeah quite a bit one of the one of my marketing ideas is to drive my truck around um with like a bunch of signs <laughs> and like instagram handles you know and just like drive and it'll the sign will say like this is a mobile bar book it for your wedding or your daughter's wedding <laughs> you know something like that <laughs> nice um, yeah i can't serve you a drink right now but <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah this is a mobile bar for weddings and private events that's it um i've also thought about serving non-alcoholic drinks like selling those 
but I can't figure out where to do that because any place that would have me probably doesn't doesn't want to take away from their business. You know, like anybody with a parking lot or anything like that is probably a restaurant. <laughs> they don't want to detract from that, but we'll see. I'm 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 scheming for next year. Um, mm-hmm. So Sam, back to I have one last question about the weddings. Sorry. So I I want to know. Um, you know, you've done a bunch of weddings. What kind of advice would you have for couples? Because you've seen things either go wrong or go well, and you've you know you've witnessed a lot just being at a place and seeing what different folks are doing. So, what kind of advice would you give for folks looking to get married here in the Asheville area? Mm, let's see. I mean, having been married myself, you know, always try to relax on the wedding day, plan ahead. Don't do any setup or planning yourself the day of, right? I think um, I've seen, you know, even people who want like a bohemian or like a more laid back, relaxed wedding or some kind of elopement. I'll see uh, this weird time crunch happen where whether it's the bride and groom themselves you know or uh the bridal party kind of struggling to get everything set up at the last minute even if it is gonna quote laid back so i would i definitely uh kind of think everything you can through so you don't have to do it the day of you know totally yeah in terms of I find also it's funny, you know, I participated in a few outdoor gigs this, this year and like half of them or more than half of them get rained on or rained out. And so, um, especially if you're thinking about hiring musicians for those outdoor like hiking gigs, um, uh, you know, expect maybe think of a rain plan or, or just all the way around, uh, it's you know craggy gardens might seem like a dream wedding but if it's misty and drenched i played a, a gig in in the hurricane zeta that came through uh because i offer trumpet as like an insurance policy like if in case i get rained out on oh, guitar yeah yeah you can purchase like a little trumpet insurance package where i can still <laughs> show up and uh, i love that and play trumpet um so so trumpet is fine out in the rain but if you got a violinist or something they're probably not going to want to play out in the rain and it can be a disappointing thing for couples who might not think about how violins Mm. cost thousands of dollars and are people's livelihoods you know and Mm -hmm. oh well it's just barely misting outside or you know oh it's oh it's going to be clear here we got like a little break in the rain for an hour that can be extremely risky for for musicians so um I'm not sure. Is this the kind of advice uh, that's applicable? This is great. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Well, I guess I'm, and I'm looking for a solution. So like if, if it is going to potentially rain, is the trumpet insurance the only thing you would suggest or like, can they, have, have you played under a tent or what, uh, like what, what, what should they do? And as a rain plan besides the trumpet insurance, if anything, <laughs> yeah, a tent would work, you know, and uh tent rental services are are expensive and and that's on that giant to-do list I mentioned earlier is, is to investigate how to offer that myself, although hiking a mountain with a giant tent on my back and the amplifier and the guitar, you know, 
maybe some sort of wagon type situation is maybe you should hire the blue ridge burrows they can pack mule it up that's right that's <laughs> you know what i mean they could, uh, <laughs> and then you have these two cute little donkeys to take pictures of. Um, yeah for sure just an amp facing you know off the side of a donkey it's a cool vibe i don't know yeah. if that's the vibe i'm going for though yeah that's man cool. i don't know that's pretty yeah that'd be pretty interesting um well i have a i, I used a 10 by 2010 for my for one year and then i just i accidentally destroyed it <laughs> trying to get it back together in the rain at one wedding um but the 10 by 10s are pretty light and that would cover you up um but you're right hiking with all that stuff oh that'd be tough yeah but not yeah. to mention a little wind and the rain can go sideways so yeah. i don't know about that one but yeah. one you know other smaller issue that people often don't think about i try to be communicative with with my couples about it um now uh that um couples need to choose the exact part of a song that they want to walk down the aisle to right so if you've got like a favorite song or your your song as a couple um and you tell so, uh, hire me but if you hire anybody else uh you know you want to tell them exactly when to start and and stop that uh that processional because they could just play like the little intro of the song and like the first little part of the verse. And when you're walking down the aisle, it happens, you know, uh, just in just a few seconds. So you really want to choose the most climactic or, or whatever part of the song. Really That's a really good point. With you the most. Yeah. I love that. I love that piece of advice. So to reiterate, you know, a song could be four minutes long. So you want to tell Sam what part of the song you want him to play while you're walking down the aisle yeah i love that That's exactly awesome well on that note sam I, I just have one last question for you uh do you have anything in works for the future for your business or life that you want to share with our listeners um in the works for my business or life, right? I should have come on here ready to plug something, you know, <laughs> everybody can check out my website, uh, .com, uh, or just Google us and, and, uh, you should be able to see, you know, uh, information on each of those three aspects that I mentioned earlier in, uh, including what, Kylie and I give lessons in in our home and uh, currently they're just Zoom lessons, but really looking forward to opening our studio back up to the public in the future whenever it's safe. That's at least six months down the road, it looks like. Um, but um, uh, having in-person lessons uh, is, is going to be great. I'm really missing that. And that uh, also goes for collaborating and, and making music in the studio together. We don't have a um, you know, I would say that I hold extremely high standards when it comes to um, what I offer on classical guitar or any of our ensembles and projects for uh, for weddings. And and Kylie and I hold extremely high standards in our teaching practices. Our studio is uh, more for basic demos and and backing tracks and stuff like that. Uh, we're no Echo Mountain or whatever, but there is an extreme joy in in collaborating with other artists, and I'm really looking forward to doing more of that with Urban Music Studio too. In terms of of the wedding industry, you know, this was the the first year that that busy season really hit me with enough time to uh, 
to work on the music uh, in a way that was satisfying to me. I mentioned those requests that couples make for their processional music when they're walking down the aisle um, or the recessional, you know, when they're pronounced uh, often there's a request there too. And on those uh, I usually per wedding choose one of those most often the recessional cause it's longer than five or 10 seconds uh, uh, to make a, a, uh, a really superior arrangement of, of. Um, and then I write that, uh, I handwrite that arrangement and frame it for my couples, you know, and that whole process takes eight to 10 hours sometimes. Um, and so I'm uh, very much looking forward to seeing how I can organize my time uh, coming up this year. Hopefully there'll be less, um, postponements and delays of, of weddings this year, more of a fuller season. Uh, so really looking forward to, to seeing how busy we can get. Exactly. Yeah, me too. <laughs> well, thanks Sam so much for joining me on Pistons and Prosecco. I hope to bump into you at another wedding, whether we're guests or professionals, and I'll make sure you, uh, you get the invite to our next networking event. Cool. Thanks Bryce. All right. See you take later. care, Sam.